I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, if that sounds not too stupid. Well, I'm going to ask you to explain it, Dan. Go on. Hello, everybody. My name is James. Welcome to another Planet FPL Clash of the Correspondents, where this week I'm delighted to be joined by a man whose team was unbeaten since game week 11 until he come to White Hart Lane. It's our Bournemouth correspondent, Neil Grover. How are you, Neil? Doing well, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're very welcome, mate. And I'm joined by another man whose team have only lost once in the Premier League this season. That was also at White Hart Lane, but we're not allowed to talk about it. It's our Liverpool correspondent, Dan Lord. How are you, Dan? Yeah, we're not allowed to talk about that one. I'll get it. Uh, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. Good stuff. Uh, Neil, in seriousness, jokes aside... You were pretty unlucky on Sunday, from my viewing, and you've been on an astonishing run. Basically, the form team in the league, near enough. How are you feeling about the Cherries, mate? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been an unbelievable turnaround since uh, since that pre Burnley podcast we did, where uh, we were talking about is he, you know, might he go? And then it obviously came down to uh, an offside decision, basically, is from what we can gather, uh, and now he's probably going to be in, at least in the discussion for manager of the month for back-to-back months right so um yeah I mean it's it's incredible the football's really entertaining to watch I hope I mean result aside I thought Sunday's game was fantastic um, yeah it was a good game I you know and I, I thoroughly enjoyed and enjoyed it um yeah and 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 it's it, I, I feel like I, I'm excited to go to watch Bournemouth again which isn't something I'm um, I don't think many Bournemouth fans have been for well, basically since Eddie left. Really, um, it's it's um, it's 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 a good good time again to be a Bournemouth fan. Good stuff. You mentioned the football's attractive. Is it, or is it so, just a, is it a positivity of results? And by the way, I, I do think you were attractive to watch on Sunday. I think any fan, regardless of what style the, the, of football that is being played. The the one thing they want to see is sort of desire and and sort of drive from their football team, 
which I think we've got in absolute spades. Um, I think it's very clear that we want to play on the on the front foot and some of our pressing. I mean, there were points again. I'm just thinking back to Sunday's. It's the most recent game. There are points where you couldn't get out of your own box, uh, and we just couldn't score. But last um, fifteen minutes of the first half was ridiculous. Yeah, like I've never seen us dominate a team like that until you know recently uh it was just one of those things but um yeah i mean and that's just exciting to watch and and you never know quite what's going to happen i mean there will be goals whether or not it's in the right end for us or or not i mean I, most of your goals came from exploiting that press um i you know and that's fine like i, I can live with that i can deal with us conceding if it, it means that we're interesting and we're, we're trying to score uh, and we're trying to be on the front foot and trying to be exciting. Plus, the, you know, the, the the young nature of our squad as well means that there's a lot to want to root for. They're, they're, it's just going to get better and better, um, hopefully anyway. Yeah, and players obviously returning to fitness from injuries who we've kept talking about. It's going to basically be near enough all bar Tyler Adams now, isn't it? Yeah, After longer who's... term ones. Exactly. Uh, Traore is the only other one that, um, that's been long-term injured. Yes, that was a, a strange one, which we now know the reason for, wasn't it? It's obviously he's had uh, malaria, the, the poor fella. So that's explained why he's obviously not been used a lot for you this season. Correct. Dan, we, we actually got a, a kind of a, a whiff of what Bournemouth might be really early in the season at Anfield when they scored against you twice in the first 10 minutes or so. One was obviously disallowed, but they came with this high... Fresh, you obviously recovered and and won the game, and they obviously went on this long bad run. But it, we kept saying that we felt that there was something there with this team. Did you take anything from the game earlier in the season and think that they would improve to the way that they have? Um, it's not long ago. I I didn't, if I'm honest with you, but I have I have watched Bournemouth a few times, and I have been I've been impressed. I always I always like these these low teams who. Who actually try and play regardless? I, I, there's nothing worse than these who just sit eleven behind the ball and hope for a counter attack. And and actually, if if teams go for it, they, you know they're in with a chance. And, and Bournemouth have, have proven that regardless of who they've got on the on the pitch, a, a good system will will bring results. And it's, it's proved uh, the case for Bournemouth and uh, Irola. Did you say that, Dan, though, because it's better for Liverpool to play a team that wants to do that rather than one that just wants to sit in like a Manchester United? God, that was dire, wasn't it? That <laughs> wasn't great, mate. <laughs> I think it was the worst game I've seen this season until I watched United play Forest, and then that was just as bad, I think. Um, the United Forest was worse that first half, particularly. It's shocking. Um, yeah, I mean, from, from my point of view, we, it's always, you know, when teams have a goal, they leave themselves open, you know, like, like they did with you. I watched the Bournemouth Tottenham game at the weekend and uh, they did leave themselves open to the counter-attack, which is not something you want to do against Spurs and probably not something you want to do against Liverpool. But from a from a Bournemouth fan perspective, I'm sure it's more entertaining to have this and, and get beat 5-2 than, than hold on for a 1-0, a 2-0, or let's not get battered. I, I, I don't know. You know, it's it's probably refreshing, like uh, like Neil said, for a Bournemouth fan to have a bit of a, a different take on, on the way his team are playing football. Are you aware, Neil, that I tipped you to beat us at the weekend? I am. And, I, and it was the first game against a, a big six team where I've sort of been like... You know, we could, we could get something here. And I, I tweeted at the weekend. I think if we play that game ten times, we win probably more than we lose. 
but and that's not to take anything away from you. I think you're you were very clinical, which is you know it's all you can ask for. But yeah, it's it, it was it was good. No, I mean I I think by the end we we'd had the most of the XG, but quite a bit of that was in the last twenty minutes or so when you were chasing and such. So no no no, really impressed. And I do feel on a different day, yeah, there's every chance you would have won. Particularly, it didn't help you that we scored quite early. Um, and we're obviously tired from Thursday night. It allowed us to sit off a, a little bit, which doesn't suit us, but then the onus was very much on you. I know you said the first time in a while. Did you not tip yourselves to win at Manchester United back in December? Because you came on the pod with Gary Robinson prior to that game, or are you just not, yeah. not taking Manchester United as a big six team anymore, mate? Nah, Dan's anymore. loving this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're right. I mean... That I think that was more hope than anything, but I think th- this was the one where it was sort of like actually I feel quite good. Go when I went, when I was going down on the train, I was like I I'm, I feel good about this one. The the man new one I think was always going to be uh uh you know it, 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 let's let's have a go at them. They're there for the taking, and they were. Um, I still you know looking back, I couldn't believe that it went that well. I, I don't think anyone thought it would be. I mean, one point four nil. You know, so okay, it got ruled out, but uh, I think all all of my, all of our fan base had uh, many screenshots of four nil on the menu on the Old Trafford scoreboard. What what is that for, with respect to a club like yours to win like that at Old Trafford? What what does that mean? I think you would. There's a real argument that that is our our most uh, our biggest win ever as a football club because we've never won a cup. Um, well, outside of the football league trophy in the seventies or something, pizza uh, Yeah. Um. So, to go to a big six club and win at their place, I think the only other real contender would be one of the Chelsea results, perhaps sure, the Chelsea yeah. game in the first in the first season. The but Glen I, Murray I mean, no, goal. the Glen Murray goal. Yeah. yeah. Um. Or perhaps where we beat them at our place, three nil. Something like that. Being four um, one night, I remember. Four, yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. So I, I th- those are the sort of games that we're talking about in terms of games that fans will remember in twenty years' time. Um, and until we, you know, match that with a cup final or something, I think this these are the sort of games that our fan base will will remember. Who have you got in the cup at the weekend? QPR away. Going. Yes. Looking forward to it. Is that important? Because I always criticise with respect clubs like yours who tend to rock up, FA Cup third round, change the old team and go out. And I'm like, what is your... You're, you're yeah. safe now, aren't you? You're in no danger of going down. Go for this, right? <laughs> yeah, you're leading me down a path there. Um, you're on 25 but... points, Neil. You're, you're, you're going to be fine, <laughs> mate, honestly. This, this is going to be clipped in May, isn't it? But no, um, yeah, I th- I think we have to go for it. And and one of my biggest criticisms of Eddie, and I you know, absolutely adore the bloke, as many Bournemouth fans do, he just didn't like there was a couple of years in the middle of that five year period where we were safe at a similar sort of time and we just rotated and didn't try. Uh, I think we've got to go for it. I think it's going to be a, a cracking game for us as well. There's a couple of players that I'm hoping to see in the QPR team that are ex Bournemouth, uh, Steve Cook, most notably that we didn't get to say sort of, you know, a proper goodbye to he's, he's was part of that sort of legendary Bournemouth defence uh, and left during COVID. So we never really got a chance to say bye to him. But I think, yeah, we've, we've got to go for it. I think Iriola does go for it re- uh, generally in the Cups. He's got a record of taking teams deep in these competitions. So as long as we don't end up drawing 
you know, hopefully if we get through on Saturday, we don't end up drawing City away or something, which is normally our luck in these sort of situations, then um, we've got, you know, we, we should go for it. You'll remember who knocked you out of the League Cup this year, I presume. Yep. Uh, and, and actually, I don't think we played too badly from memory. Dan, I've read reports today, and we should clarify just in case we are pre-recording this on Wednesday night. I have read reports today that it's likely to be a heavily rotated team at Arsenal on Sunday in the FA Cup. How would you feel about that if that's the case? Um, yeah, I think it'll be kind of half and half. Um, I mean, what is a rotated team these days? I mean, we've got a lot of people you could question, are, are they good enough for the starting eleven? So actually, when they come into the team... It's is it a downgrade that much? Unless they're playing kids, I'm not. I'm not sure. Obviously, you've got your your Van Dykes, your Allisons, your Salas who've got to play every single match. But other than that, and and Trent, should I say? But other than that, the the, the rotation there anyway from week to week. That's so, probably the signifier, isn't it? Like Kelleher probably would play in goal anyway. I would guess because he normally does play in the cups for you. Yeah, but I think if like if Trent and Van Dyke can maybe not in the team. That that's probably the one. You are right. The rest of the team almost you could choose from the front six, if you will, from sort of eight or nine or ten options, subject mm. to fitness. But I think, yeah, if, if Trent and Van Dyke weren't in the team, that that's the one that will cause a few questions, I think. Yeah, a couple of the 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 kind of cup games, the last um Europa Cup game, he played he played Trent, uh, he played Verge, which was a bit of a surprise, you know, when we'd already won it. But I, I think he gave him a, a game with uh Kwanzaa in that game uh, before he, he picked him in the league with him as well. And um, yeah, he, he might do that. I, I, I mean, are Arsenal going to rotate as well? Probably not. I don't know. I'm not, I'm um, not bothered. The, I think the difference being is obviously you've got the League Cup semi-final next Wednesday, haven't you? So yeah. that's the difference. Whereas Arsenal, after they play, you don't play for two weeks. You've got another game on Wednesday. Then you've kind of got your your own breaks. I think that that's probably where the logic's coming around that Arsenal will probably go stronger than you on Sunday. You're very much in this title race, aren't you, Dan? Admit it now, pal. Mm. Well, yeah, on, I mean, on, on paper, Three on points paper, clear. On paper, we are. I, I'm still I'm still not convinced. Um, Is it low enough. XG against Newcastle that causes the concern? Or? I mean, you've got to... I mean, yeah, Newcastle, are, the legs have gone though, aren't they? I mean, you've got to feel for them if... No, I do a bit, in fairness. Um, I think a, a normal Newcastle team in a normal circumstances don't don't give up that many chances. Um, so I think that's kind of overinflated, is that XG that we had on that day. I think it was just one game too many for Newcastle. Although we keep saying that for Newcastle, it's one game too many. So, you know, they have, they have used the same kind of 11 or 13 for the last kind of 12 months and, and now it's catching up with them and... Um, you know, you can't do it forever and hence all the injuries. So I think it's it doesn't paint a true picture that XG against Newcastle, that's unusual. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we're in it because we're, we're top of the league, but I still don't think we're good enough. But you've lost once, Dan, and there's a kind of a massive asterisk next to the one loss as well. I know, and this is where it's a little bit weird because I, I, is it just the standards dropped off a little bit this year? Um you could argue, or other teams got better. I don't, I don't know. We've been we've been fortunate in in only the one loss. I can't, you know, there have been several games where Allison's played a blinder and kept us in it, uh, or you know, made a really important save at a crucial point of the game. 
um, I don't know, we're just ticking away really with, we, we just wanted improvement on last year. It was a brand new midfield and we've got that and we've made steps uh, and I don't think anyone expected to be in this position. So actually to, to be considered in a title race was like, well, we'd have been happy with top four at the start of the season. So it's, um, I suppose we've been there, seen it, done it and, and challenged the last few years. So we've got that experience in the squad to, to go on and do it. I just didn't expect to be in this position, I don't suppose. It's, it's amazing how quickly the narrative changes, right? At, at the moment, it's like pole position for Liverpool, but only go back two games. You've drawn two home games in a in a row, admittedly against strong opponents in United. It's, it's a derby game, basically. And then obviously Arsenal, what I thought deserved the point on the night, to be honest. They lose twice. You win two games you would expect to win, Burnley away and then a fatigued Newcastle at home. Suddenly there's a little gap and there'll be some making you favourites at this point, mate. Yeah, but I mean, you know, how, how bad have City been? And uh, how many points are they behind? Is it four points? They're five behind you with a game in hand. Well, it's nothing, basically. And how bad have they been? You know what I mean? They've not even started yet, haven't they? So, yeah, I, I still say City, you know. But there may be neither of you. Well, I mean, if you, if you think of teams, I mean, last year I thought Arsenal overachieved. That's why I didn't think they'd be as good this year. And we've overachieved so far this season, where of you know City have, have have not achieved at all. They've not played well really at all yet. So all it takes them to click into gear, get De Bruyne back, Haaland back fit, and you know that suddenly that that three that two points after the game in hand is is eating away a couple of poor results, and it's it's packing the hands of the people who know how to do it. Neil, how do you see the title race? The neutral? I presume you're ruling yourselves out. I know you're on a good run, mate. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm afraid. I, I think we probably aren't aren't going to be competing this Left year. Left it a bit late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit late on the charge there. But um, yeah, I mean, I I see it as a as a, as a three horse race, like most most do. Um, I think it's you just can't rule City out, and like you said, I mean, it's just going to take Holland to come back, and who's you know, bear in mind he's missed these very congested fixtures. Obviously, they don't. They're not really losing. Are they losing anyone to Afcon? City, no one. Uh, whereas you're losing your your talisman. Um, okay, there's not a huge amount of fixtures, but you're gonna. Pro- he's probably gonna miss what two or three us, and then presuming Egypt go deep, it's another couple, right? So that could be the gap gone, right? Yeah, uh, Neil raised a very good point there, Dan. How, how big of a miss is Mo gonna be over this period, which? I guess he's most likely to be four games in terms of Premier League games. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, I don't think he'll be that big of a miss, if I'm honest. Um, his goals are always a miss, but um, I think we'll just adapt to play a little bit differently without him and probably in some ways we'll be better. Uh, if that sounds not too stupid. Well, I'm going to ask you to explain it, Dan. Go on. <laughs> well, well, I think... He offers very little defensively on that side. So he leaves Trent wide open. I think having a, a right-sided midfielder, whether he goes with Elliot, Sabosli's injury pending, whether he plays on the right, it almost gives Trent more of a licence to get more forward because then you know you've got a right-sided kind of player, whether it's the right-sided centre midfielder or the right winger, who is actually going to come back and help out where, you know, Salad does it, but not not how you would... 
I mean, he's better going the other way, isn't he? So you don't really want him to come that deep. You want him to to give the fullback something to think about and think, oh, actually, I'm not going because if if I go, I'm going to get burned. So I think from that point of view, it it kind of makes other people, it brings other people into the game a bit more. So and, you think, and it, you think more. it's as likely that it will go with saying Elliot as a replacement in that Salah position rather than say put Jota there, who's someone who's no weak. He can obviously play across the front three and would be, I don't want to say like for like, because you can't even do that with anyone with Mo Salah. But I suppose a natural forward-thinking offensive player like Jota would be more of a like for like than an Elliot, if you will. Yeah, Jota would be more like for like. I always think uh, Jota looks uncomfortable on the right, though, if I'm honest. He he can play left and he can play centre, but on the right, I I, I don't think it suits him very well. but but we'll see. I, I don't think it suits Diaz either. Nunes potentially could go there. I think the idea would be Elliot. I think Elliot deserves a chance. Whenever he's come in, he's done really, really well. And, you know, he's probably been biding his time and said, you know, when Salah goes, I'm going to have a real shot at it. And uh, I hope he gets that shot. He's, he's a different player completely, but we'll just change the way we play a little bit, I suppose. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Salah in your squad, Dan, gone. Where you at with him? But he, he was. I, I changed him ahead of deadline. I don't know why. It's not like I was chasing any monies or anything. I'd I'd, I'd moved Bowen in for for Salah, kind of ahead of the game yesterday. Ouch. Uh, Neil Salah in or gone? He's in. Uh, he will be gone. I, I'm just waiting to see what happens over the next couple of days. Um, get a little bit more information. Okay, well, I'll lose a couple of points, but I value information over a, the odd point. Anyone you got in mind? I think Bowen uh, in particular, because uh, I've, I've and feels better I'm, now. Cheers. I'm. I'm <laughs> I think sat he's on... a must. I think he's a must. He's playing centre forward. He's got to be in, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, but I've also got Sun, so I've got a little bit of thinking to do. Um, around what I do next. Yeah, same. Got both. Uh, I guess the obvious point here is, is to ask, most of us are certainly, at least in Salah's case, going to want him back. Is there, I guess, Dan, anything from your team that we should be looking at as, right, stick this guy in from Liverpool while Salah's away? Or is that not the case? I wouldn't kind of say it with, with such certainty that this player is, you know, definitely get him in. If I was to have a punt on anyone, or if I do have a punt on anyone, it'll probably be Jota. I just think he's 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 the goal scorer. He's the most natural goal scorer in the whole team, more so than Salah, in my opinion. Um, but 
I, I don't know how many minutes he's going to yeah, get. Yeah, that's it, it, isn't it? Is. And where? And because where? I think with the makeup of the four, let's call them forwards who are left, Diaz, Gakpo, Nunes and Jota, I feel like they could, certainly Diaz is best from the left and we know he can play on the right, but all of them could play on the left. They can probably all play on the right, but all of them would be more comfortable on the left. And there's three of them can certainly play as the nine as as well. So I, I get the thinking of what you're saying about an Elliot maybe taking up that role. Now, if Elliot takes up that role, you're looking at Jota sharing the minutes with the two other attackers and it's sort of been two in, two out, for example. That would then feel like not enough minutes mm. would be the concern. And it could be hit and miss, right? Where you get, right, Jota plays Arsenal, Fulham, then doesn't play Bournemouth in the league, doesn't play Chelsea, then plays Fulham, Arsenal away. And like, oh, great. That's helpful. He does feel like it could be something like that. Yeah, it's too tricky to navigate and and the upside of it is not worth the risk, I wouldn't have thought. Neil, any of them Liverpool players under consideration? I suppose here specifically, we're, we're looking at Jota and Diaz, really. I think, like you say, it, it's too much of a gamble on one of them. Like, unless you know for like that one of them's going to start. I mean, well, again, we'll have a bit more perhaps information after the FA Cup games in that we'll have seen who okay who played ninety minutes. It's maybe not that that one that plays against us, but we'll, we'll see. Um, I, I've got plenty of time to think about it. I think for me, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I think if you win at Arsenal, Dan that potentially makes the idea of getting a Liverpool player a little bit more interesting, not necessarily to cover for Salah, but for someone to have with him when he comes back, because that would certainly increase the likelihood, I think, if you obviously beat Fulham as well, to have that Luton game in game with 26, brought forward to game with 25. Now, suddenly, if you had, say, Salah is back for 24, and you got Burnley at home and then a double in 25 of Brentford away and Luton at home, we need to be looking at treble Liverpool, surely, if that's the circumstance. So you're going to tell me, Dan, Salah, Trent, and? Jota, Jota for me. Jota. Yeah. Thoughts on that, Neil? I mean, what, what would you feel if, if that was the circumstance? You're looking at Burnley at home and then a, a great double game week afterwards as well, potentially for Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, you you want you want three there, right? Hey, I mean, I've, I've got Trent um, and I would want Salah and then it's, it's just pick your poison, right? With with what's left and where the funds lie. What's interesting for a lot of people, I think, Dan, is that a lot of people have obviously, this part me as well because of the Haaland injury, had Trent in knowing that I've not got to have Salah and Haaland together for a while. And a lot of it, well, maybe use that Trent money to go back to Salah. Well, if that's the case, that circumstance which could happen, you ain't selling Trent, are you? Are you on Trent at the moment, Dan? Yeah, yeah, I've been for a few weeks now. He's been... Uh... He's a, it was a bit like a Pedro Porro. He was, you know, they weren't even keeping clean sheets and he was still in the bonus. So it was just like, I can't keep missing this because all it takes is is for a, a goal and a and a clean sheet. And then suddenly it's a it's a massive haul, isn't it? And and like you said, we had the money, so it was like I may as well just I, I, I upgraded Simicas, I think, to to Trent is where I went with my money. I guess this is it though, isn't it? Once Salah and Holland are both back and firing. That's when a debate will come back about whether Trent's worth that money or not. But he's going to be, I think, really hard to cut if that double scenario happens. There's no way you could, I don't think. He just seems to get in and around the goals all the time, doesn't he? He's never, you know, it's not like 
sometimes he's quiet the whole game or he, he looks like he wouldn't score in a month of Sundays. And then, you know, even like at half time at the weekend, you know, he'd missed the penalty and all the the non-Salah captain as we're, we're getting giddy. And then, you know, what does he do the second half? A couple of assists and another goal. And it's all over, isn't it? You do also, Dan, have the best defensive record in the league at the moment. Does it feel like it? Yeah, I've been saying for a while. I think, I think, um, I think, Verd, you know, he got loads of stick. And the last time I came on and the time before, I I think he's back to his best. I think yeah, he's, he's been really, good this season. Really good. And then... Whoever's partnered him, whether it's been Matip, um, even Gomez and um, Konati and uh, Klanser, they've all done really, really well. And we look, I mean, we're still vulnerable down the right hand side when Trent goes missing and, and has to defend. Down the left now, I'm, I'm happy that we'll never get exploited while Gomez is there. He won't offer as much going the other way, but at least no one's going to beat him for pace or anything like that. He's, he's a good, solid defender. Um, and then we don't know how long Robertson's out, but uh, according to Klopp last week, he did say that it, it, it's going to be a while still. Not yet. this month, he said, wasn't it? I yeah. mean, to, to be specific. So yeah. they probably ruin him out till, I mean, admittedly, that could only be two more FPL weeks, but game yeah. week 23 at the very earliest, I'd suggest probably looking at more like maybe that sort of 25 double. But with that and in mind, got, though, Alison, behind them, that... and then you've got Alisson behind but... them as well. So, you know, there's, there is a reason why we've got a good. Defensive record because I bet the XG against us is not the lowest. That's for sure. With that in mind, I mean, I agree with you. I think Jota would probably be the one I'd, I'd want to punt as third Liverpool asset. But we might be in a situation where Sun's back, Bowen's firing. If Saka's firing again, it becomes awkward if people want to go into that late. Would you consider a second Liverpool defender? Like, could people I'm consider sure. something like a Canate, for example? It's cheap. I wouldn't go Canate at, at the moment. I'd, I'd go Burge, obviously, um, and I think with Canate, you're not. I think he's going to be in and out. And with with Kwanzaa, he seems to be getting his minutes. I, I think uh, Gomez is probably the safest bet until Trent until um, Robbo's back. Do you think that's part protection, Canate? We're actually is going to be quite important, so they might look at the odd games like Burnley at home, Luton at home, with respect, and go, "Yeah, we'll play Kwanzaa with Van Dijk." I think it seems that way because he has been quite injury prone. And, yeah. you know, once he's put four or five games together back to back, he then misses two or three with, with some kind of niggle or something. So I think it's it's important to have that. There's a lot of speculation that if Liverpool do bring anybody in in the, in the January window, it will be another defender. Uh, they've, they've kind of... Um, Recalled Williams from his loan, but I don't. I think that's just really his backup. Is that the lad from Dundee? I think, did he go to? Um... It's a left back that they've recalled from Dundee. I must. I've oh no! Yeah, that, that's name. somebody else. I'm talking about the the. Uh, he was at Blackpool. Is it Reese? Reese Williams? You know. The oh, guy okay, played a bit with Nat, Nat Phillips, Phillips when you had yeah, that yeah. car crash but a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, because of the um, Matip injury and obviously Gomez having to play out left. They're just a little bit light. All it takes is one injury and, or, or something, and, and you know we're we're up against it really. So there's talk of of a centre half being brought in as well, if anybody. Um, so, but then the the people really in the know don't reckon they're going to make any moves whatsoever throughout January. So, who knows? Okay. Owen Beck is the the left back from Dundee. Yes. He's made twenty appearances for them this year. He's twenty one, so mm. he's, he's not a baby. So we might see him in involved in the squad. You certainly need some, some cover there with the robertson Shimikas situation. Uh, Neil, have you given any thought to the game with 21 captaincy yet? 
Um, not really. Um, I, 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 my my first priority is work out what I'm doing with with Sun and Salah, and then seeing where I sit from there, and and kind of making making a go from there. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 not not great option wise, right? So we've gone from like having eight or nine brilliant options this week to looking at twenty one and going, uh oh. Dan's frantically, I think, pulled up the fixtures to have a little glimpse for himself. I just wondered who I'd got it on. I've got it on Saka at the moment, home to Palace. I've got the same, but it feels... That's what I've got. Yeah, so mm. all of us, okay. It feels a bit meh at the moment. There's nothing that sticks out, is there, that says you've got to attack that game, really? Not really, no. So, Dan, Trent? Um, What, home to Bournemouth? Well, way to Bournemouth. Uh, way to Bournemouth. Sorry, um, I can't. I can't see Bournemouth not scoring. If I'm honest, so um... Neil was violently, aggressively nodding. By the way, for the benefit <laughs> of the audience, this is like, yeah, we'll score against them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, it's a possibility. It's a punt, in my opinion. Um, like you say, it is slim pickings, but I think I'd rather go a, a City player away at Newcastle than than. And, um... Yeah, but even that, subject to Holland and De Bruyne, that's now complicated. Like, what if the two of them are like maybes to be back? Um, the other thing that obviously comp- um, complicates your fixture a little bit, not that it should overly matter unless either you draw in the FA Cup and have a replay, but obviously it's not the opening weekend, right? It's the, the second weekend of the game week. So you're waiting a long time as well. So if you do captain Trent Alexander-Arnold, please do vice-captain someone who's playing on the first weekend would be the recommendation. Neil? So Dominic Solanke then? <laughs> I just, just to cover off the Trent piece, the last time we didn't score was uh, 7th of October against Everton. So that's uh, that's quite a few games. Yeah, okay. But Alex Scott has... I've heard as a Tottenham fan anyway, so we scored we we scored four on Sunday. You didn't you didn't really score, mate. <laughs> well, we gave you the first one. That was a freebie. <laughs> mm, yeah, maybe the two tackles <laughs> we won might have helped as well. To well be fair, yeah. but is is that a ridiculous call? Solanke at home to Liverpool. I think. I mean, he would. It, again, I hate to say it again, but on another day he pulls against you. Right? Absolutely, like, absolutely. Uh, he's still, you know, and he's going to be rested, I suspect, on Saturday. So he's going to have a little bit of a, a rest, um, which will be doing, you know, I'm sure the world are good because, you know, we've kept a very similar 11 um, recently. So it's not totally ridiculous, but I'm not going to be shouting from the roof, rooftops to, you know, Captain Solanke against Allison, right? No. Yeah. How good's he playing, though, mate? He's he, he's looking like the player that I think we all thought he was. But it's taken um, a very long time to find. But de- development takes time sometimes, right? I mean, look at Vardy. He didn't, you know, he he wasn't a dissimilar age when he started to really roll, right? So, uh, and it, the player has been there. I think some of the system hasn't suited him. Um, he's been a little bit deprived recently of service. I mean, he showed it in the championship that he had still had that finishing quality. Um, and then, you know, the past couple of systems, he's had to maybe drop deeper to try and come and fish for the ball and try and create himself. Whereas now he's got, you know, quality, you know, quality balls coming into him that he can do 
do do his thing with. And I think the the interesting thing for me as well is he's added heading. Like some of the goals against Forest were those were proper, you know, strikers heading finishes, right? They weren't like a little flick or anything. So he's clearly, you know, he's really rounding off as well. And I think it's going to be a bit of a nervous January because of that. I think. I think there's there's going to be at least someone that comes in with a bid for him. I don't think we'll bl- we'll blink, and and in fact, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm waving for the benefit of the audio listeners because yeah, maybe we might need a new number nine. I think it's 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 eighty million plus, right? How much? I mean, eighty. It's got to be right. No, how much did you pay Dan Stein for him? Well. The chant is twenty million. I think it was a touch more than that, but we've got to pay them out of some of it. What is it? Twenty million down the drain. Dom Solanke scored again. Is that is that the one? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Dan, you obviously had him. What, what, yeah. what was your your thoughts on him? It was very difficult for him at the time because you had the, the obviously the, the famous front three up front together. Yeah, I think it was. Um, I mean, he was Chelsea I, before that, wasn't he? And yeah. Um, I mean, for Chelsea to see something in him and Liverpool to see something in him, then he's got something about him, hasn't he? You know, for them two clubs to to kind of show an interest. Uh, it was a weird one that we we picked him up at the time. Was it was it a deal with with somebody else? I want to say oh, it was kind of part of a different. Maybe I think, I think it, it was, was part of a deal that he ended up coming with us. Wasn't buy uh, one Mo Salah get another one free? Was it or something? No, it was after that one, wasn't it? But, um, Hi, Chelsea fans. <laughs> Um, I can't remember. I, I don't think he ever got a fair crack of the whip, if I'm honest, at Liverpool. Um, so it, it's difficult to say. I've, I've always been impressed whenever I've seen him. He's a, he's a handful for defenders. And uh, yeah, he's, he's a good player. I'm not sure if he is good enough for one of these top six, but he's, he's certainly Premier League standard for sure. Yeah, I am aware Chelsea fans as well that Liverpool bought Mo Salah from Roma. Um, Neil, yeah, Dan asked a good question though. Good enough, do you think? Like if... Tottenham bought him or Arsenal keep getting linked with forwards they need one I mean would he be good enough to go into the Arsenal team for example I don't see why not I mean I, I'm you know watching him mature as I said he, he's really he's he's got everything that you want to see in a striker of that sort of ilk like he can hold the ball up you know that's that's been his game for quite some time he's developed a sort of a finishing and, and a real clinical edge to his game uh, and the sort of that swagger that, you know, really top strikers, they always do, they always just have something about them. You know, some of his little flicks and, and those sort of goals, he's got that. He's now added heading in as well, as I said. And he's really unselfish in terms of uh, he will battle off the ball. You will see him in and around our six-yard box uh, when we're defending a corner. Uh, and, and all of that really good stuff that you, you want to see – um, from from that sort of player, and I think the only thing that he's really lacking to for one of these big clubs to really come and knock on our door is probably a, what a fifteen plus goal season in the Premier League, which I think he's easily going to do this year. Yeah, he and he's on. So I think once he's got that on his CV, I mean, what more? You know, as fans of big clubs, I mean, what more would you want to see from a player? And he's and let's not forget he's English as well. I know that's not a massive thing nowadays, but. It, it it helps quotas and all of that, right? Yeah, I mean, it certainly does. And that's why you'd be a premium if you're buying someone like him. Yeah. And, you know, similar would apply to sort of Ivan Tony from Brentford at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think he's not an unknown to me even from his youth. Wasn't he a player of the tournament for the England's under-20 team 
won the, the World, World Cup, Cup, I think, which people forget because it was Dominic Calvert-Lewin that, that actually scored the, the winning goal in the final. But he, he'd scored loads in that tournament, if I, I remember correctly. I want to say correctly. he was player of the tournament, I want to say, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah I think he was, mate, yeah. Him and Lewis Cook, which funny how things work out in football. Uh, I'm a Solanke owner at the moment, Neil. I, I'm going to assume you are. This is FPL, yes. obviously. Dan? Yeah, as well, yeah. Yeah? Are we all happy to keep him? Because it's worth saying, Neil, this is a tough run coming up, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's that's not unfair. But, you know, if anyone... He's he's going to be in and around there. Um, he's going to be on the... He, he's going to be in the mix. We know he's on penalties now, joking aside. Um and he's in form. Like sometimes all you want is a player that's just hitting his hitting stride. And there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, and it doesn't really matter where we're going or who you're playing a striker that's in form and is getting the supply that he's getting, particularly when, you know, we were engaging so high up the pitch, like he's going to get chances. It doesn't matter if, <laughs> if we go to old Trafford or we go to Craven cottage, he's going to get chances to score. Yeah, that's it. Isn't it? It's talisman. You could lose three, one, a Liverpool and he scores and that does the job, isn't it? And then there's the six points. Yeah, quite agree. I've just, I've got an awareness of those fixtures though. I've also got an awareness that you've obviously got a game to, to rearrange with loot and yourselves. And that could go in absolutely anywhere. And wherever it goes, you'd want him. I mean, imagine it suddenly dropped into 23 and it was Forrest at home and Luton at home. It'd be everybody's captain, wouldn't he, I think? Mm-hmm. Despite the fact Holland would have Brentford, you'd have to do it, I think. Be a spicy week as well. Be a bit emotional. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've, I've You weren't there, were you? I wasn't at that one, but I, I made a point to, uh, that I want to go to the uh, replay. I guess is the best way of putting it. Yeah, no, I, I've been through similar with obviously Fabrice Moramba as I've covered previously. And yeah, it, it will be for, for both teams and the people was there obviously first time around. It's, it's really good to hear. Obviously, Tom Lockyer is doing really well. Should we, Neil, be considering any other Bournemouth assets at the moment? Can we look at something rogue to replace Salah or Sonny like Cliver or Sinistera or Billing or Tavernier? So I think we're going to, it's going to be an interesting time because obviously Semenyo has gone to AFCON and he's playing for a team. I don't have the best knowledge of African football at the moment, but I would expect Ghana to go fairly deep. Um, So I think he's going to be gone for quite some time. Um, I would say with Tavernier at the moment, we don't have a left back because Dan Goatara has been deputising at left-back. And done really he, well, by the way. Fantastic. I, yeah. You wouldn't have known on the, on, no, uh, on the weekend. No, really well. Um, but he's gone to AFCON or is injured, one of the two, because obviously he went off uh, hurt on, on Saturday. So it's... I, I can see Tavernier dropping deeper as a result. He has played wing-back for us before, and that's actually kind of what I thought would happen before Dango suddenly became a left-back. So I think the two options there, if you want one of those, are Cliver or Sinistera. Um, Brooks, who is another player that people might think of, is linked with a championship loan, which I think is more than reasonable. Uh, he hasn't had enough football recently and probably needs to you know, pick that up again. So I think the interesting one for me, actually, yeah. and I don't have his price, is Sinistera. Um, just he's a known quantity to players, right? Um, he's not he a known score. starter for Pape, is he? No, but I think he will over the next few. If you want a peer, if you want a player while 
you know, while Afcon is going on, um, what well, he he's the natural to play on that left side. I would have thought. I think um, if we had something like the Luton game was announced for a certain game week over this period before twenty one starts, then suddenly these guys will be on our radar. I think to throw in, obviously, Aaron's went to left back, obviously, against my team at, at the weekend. I would have thought he'd just shove Adam Smith that side because he played there before. So I was a bit he surprised about that. Yeah. Um, Smith is, I mean, just Smith, Smith's having a renaissance at the moment anyway. And whatever he's doing is it's working on right hand side. Okay. I've always thought he isn't so great on the left. Like he's. You know, more than good, more than passable on the right, but the left he's just not quite as good for whatever reason. Um, and Aaron's, I don't know what his history is at left back, but I think it was more just a, uh, what do we do here? <laughs> you know, uh, uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if we maybe see like Aaron's and Tavernier maybe on that uh, as the as the fullbacks, but yeah, I don't know, don't know. I wouldn't expect to see Aaron's long term there. The other thing you obviously could do over this period, now Alex Scott and Lewis Cook are both back fit, you could move Ryan Christie further forward again, right? Don't like that. So okay. No, I know he's been playing really well deep. I would do it the other way around. I would put move Scott, Scott forward. forward. Okay, yep. So I think Christie, for whatever reason, is he, he's found his little thing that, that's, that's working for him. So I would play... Uh, I mean, another option would be that you move Clivert back out wide and move Scott through the middle. Yeah, okay, but then that's going to threaten on Sinistera, isn't it? As well, <laughs> it is. So. I, I just think you've got to. We've we've got him for a reason, and he's got that quality. This is the reason you have a player like that is to cover this sort of gap. Yeah, I know. I get that. It could easily be couldn't it? shove Cliver out one side, Tavernier the other side, Aaron's and Smith as your fullbacks. Move Scott forward into the ten, or even play Billing as well. To, there are multiple options in there so if i said to you neil right buy one of them midfielders or buy harvey elliott where's your money going mm. i think i think i would buy one of ours but that's just because of my my own biases plus at home i, I back, when you're not sure back the home dog Surely here, Dan, the the answer is neither and go Curtis Jones. Um, probably. I'd, I'd be tempted with... <laughs> Your face, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't go Curtis Jones because, again, he'll just get rotated in and out, as will Ivy uh, Elliott. At least with Bournemouth, you know a few of them guys are, are going to feature, aren't you? They're pretty much 90 minutes um, in all the matches. I, if I was to have a punt, I'd have a punt on Sinisteria. I think he, he he's the guy who he likes to get a shot away. He's he's very direct. Um, I saw that at Leeds and and when they got him they got him from Dutch football, I think, didn't they? Did Leeds? Yes, that's right. I yeah. think he scored he scored a, a handful of. I know I scored in Dutch from memory. Yes, he played with uh, Sanisi there, which is just an, another interesting how things work in football. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'd have a point of him, but I've also liked Alex Scott. The, the the games I've seen of him, he's he's got that creativity, hasn't he? He's got that little bit. I don't know if he'll get you many goals, but he'll be he'll be you know creating chances. I really like Curtis Jones, Dan. I've said that a number of times recently. I thought it was really good Monday night again as as well. Around all the the madness that was going on, I think his performance went well under the radar. I think he should be in the next England squad. 
Um, I mean, he, he was one of the standouts in the under-21s when they did so well. Um, he's he's a, he's a good player. And I've always just thought he just needed to get to that next level. And because um, there is a there is another level, I think, for him. He's um he's extremely confident on the ball, really, really comfortable with the ball, left foot, right foot, doesn't really matter, good close control. He doesn't give it away very often. He's just he has got a few goals recently, but it, it's not really his game. I think that he's better as like a sixty-eight more than a an attacking midfielder, I would say. I think uh, he's really tactically aware really tactically aware. I think mean, you can play him in a number of positions. Even you could even shove him left forward, I think, and have him rotate with a, a number he has eight played runner. There. Yeah. He has played left forward. Uh yeah, he is he's a, he's a clever footballer. And to be to be fair, it's a it's a it's a makeup of of what Klopp likes of his players. Elliot is a clever footballer as well. You know, some of these players um that they have that you know the system they actually play the system very well. Um, even, even Endo, even Endo started to play well. I know he's gone now, but he is a clever footballer as well. That 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 he, you how, know. He, how much he, of a miss? Yeah. Briefly, will he be? I don't know. I mean, McAllister's back now. Yeah. I, I, I suspect that him and him and Jones will play the six. I prefer Jones in the six, if I'm honest. Um, but you know, they've got there's so many options in there. They change it around all the time. Graven Birch could play. I mean, I've always said that Endo's not really a six. That what he does do as a as a, as a six, he wins it back well, doesn't he? But yeah, he, he's always available for a pass as well. He's always available. He he doesn't shy away from the ball. He always wants the ball, and that's what you want of your defensive midfielder to come and get it off the centre backs and the full backs. He will never shy away, and he can take it left side, right side. He's good with both feet. But what I've said. Time and time again, what we're crying out for is a, is a destroyer to get the ball back when we don't. And he's not that kind of player still. He still really isn't. As, as much as he's done all right, he just he just fouled people really just to, to break up the play instead of actually getting the ball back. It sounds like we need to look elsewhere for our enablers. But I think, again, if we had something that suggested double game weeks, these guys would become really interested in hot topics quite quickly. I think actually particularly from your team, Neil. To be honest, it would be quite quickly like, oh shit, which one are the enabling Bournemouth? And it does sound ridiculous to be talking about these guys as potential Salah Sun replacements. But if you're someone like me, who's got Salah Sun selling, got Trent, need to find the money to Holland, also an awareness that I want to get the two players potentially back, you need to start stripping the money somewhere. And these guys have come under consideration. Um, uh, one more for you, Neil, before we finish. Marcus Senesai obviously will be suspended. Against Liverpool now, having got his fifth yellow card, how big of a blow is that for the game specifically? Yeah, I mean that's that's huge. The the two sort of ever presents for us this year have been Senesai and Zabani uh, as centre back, and I'm a big believer that your centre back you you set and forget your centre back pairing if you can. Um, the deputy for it, I mean, is probably Mepham. Subject, who, I guess, Lloyd Kelly's fitness. I'm working on the assumption Lloyd Kelly's gone. Um, is that a contract this summer, isn't it? I know my team has been linked. I I think we sell him this window. Um, I mean, being the fact that he's injury prone certainly falls right into the the Tottenham criteria of buying a player. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not totally convinced he's injured at the moment, but oh, okay. You think this might be like another one of the was it was it Zamora transfer items? Uh, well, there's a few of them, unfortunately, over the years. Um, <laughs> okay. 
but uh, Ken... come on, do that pod on Patreon with sometimes. Do spill the beans. Oh, happily. Um, but yeah, I I wonder if there's a if 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 that's what it is. I I don't have any information, but it's just a bit coincidental, I think. So um, that would mean it's either Mepham or it's uh, Hill, who we've just are about to recall from Blackburn, who I gather has been doing very well. Okay. But that's, that's a big loss. Prediction with that in mind. I, I set you up there to save yourself. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know me. I can't predict us to 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 lose. So uh, I, I'm going to predict two one to us. Uh, I'd say three one Liverpool. Yeah, it feels goalsy. Hmm. Mm. It feels goalsy. I think that's... I think suspend- like Neil, Neil said, with, with the missing them centre-halves, when you saw Eustace, you sent about pairing, just to, to, to lose that for just even one game, you know, when you saw used to it. It's not like Liverpool where they change it often, you know, when you've had a, the same two for a long while. And and, and I'm not a big fan of Mep, and, and I don't know who this Hill guy is, so that, that kind of fills me with a bit of confidence, if I'm honest. One nil goal Hill assists. <laughs> so what? Yeah, what we've learned there is, is by Hill. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, Sinisi's a massive. Loss. I spent the whole like last five ten minutes or whatever it was after after the game was gone on Sunday, being like, "Don't get booked! Don't get booked! Don't get booked!" <laughs> yeah, it was the last game for him as well. It's not yeah. the only player that's happened to. Yeah, that will be a blow. Um, for the Liverpool game. There's a lot of people who actually have him at the moment because he obviously went that little goal-scoring yeah. run. Um, I don't suppose people were intending to start him against Liverpool anyway, so it's probably just a... I suppose with the Salah-Sun conundrum, it's not going to be people's biggest dilemma going into this week. Uh, gents, thank you both so much. Neil, anything you want to plug before you go? No, nothing from me. And for yourself, Dan? No, nothing for me, thanks. Stars to both of you. Thank you both so much, gents, and very best of luck. I'll be streaming tomorrow, my Ask James stream. If you've got any questions for me, scheduled for 3 p.m. YouTube before I go to Wild Lane and probably get knocked out of the FA Cup unceremoniously by Burnley. Next week's clash correspondence will be Chelsea versus Fulham with Gary Mantle and Dara Cohen. That's going to be scheduled to be out for you on Monday next week. So, different day for COTC next week but just sees me to say thanks again so much to neil and dan good luck gents cue music please manchild the fantasy football show Podcast Network.